the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Ron Derockstrup. In the middle of Easter weekend, President Trump says most churches are following the CDC's guidelines by not gathering for worship. While a few churches have made headlines by refusing stay-at-home orders during the pandemic, the president says the majority of American pastors are following the guidelines. Most of the pastors agree that they are better off doing what they're doing which is distancing. He says pastors understand the need to protect their parishioners. They feel that let's get this over with and they want to get back to church so badly. Mr. Trump acknowledges the difficulty of not gathering, especially during Holy Week. Greg Clugston, Washington. New data suggesting consumer spending had its largest decline in five years in March. Consumer activity makes up about 70% of all U.S. economic activity And that could have serious ramifications like future deflation. This is SRN News. This Easter will look and feel unlike any other in our lifetime. No packed Sunday services, no massive potlucks and large family reunions. But there is an unchanging and unstoppable truth behind the day, and nothing will prevent us from exercising our religious liberty and celebrating the resurrection. Let's make this a year of grateful praise and not a fearful panic. Happy Easter Sunday from AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Hour two of your Northern Alliance Radio Network headliner, Mitch Berg, is right around the corner. And we here at The Patriot want to keep you informed and up to date. So go to our website, am1280thepatriot.com, where you can see the latest COVID-19 resources and news. Find articles and much more at am1280thepatriot.com when you click COVID-19 updates and resources. Here's your Twin Cities forecast brought to you by Great Plains Windows and Doors. Mostly cloudy and a high of 57. Tonight, chance of rain and a low of 36. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. The wind beneath the right wing, the show that is making talk radio great again uh, for 16 years, going on 17 right now, heading for an even 20. And then who knows? I mean, I, I could stay with this more or less forever, God willing, with a tailwind, knock wood. And uh, by the way, provided everyone involved stays healthy. And so hopefully you're doing that with or without the boot of government making you stay healthy. Hopefully you're all just sort of doing it on your own. It doesn't happen by itself, obviously. Stay away from people for the time being. I know all of us uh, Northern Prairie Scandinavians kind of do that as a matter of course anyway. I, I mean, I'm an extrovert, but boy, the idea of just staying at home and working all week and then doing it from doing the show from home today it doesn't get a whole lot better than that uh, in so many ways, although being able to go out in the evening would certainly be cool. One thing we found out, I'm understating there, right? Uh, one of the things we found out during this crisis so far is that information is one of the most important, most powerful things get, uh, that, that anyone has. Us, industry, healthcare, government. Having information is important in a good way, getting information right and getting it out to people. We saw lots of problems that early in this pandemic and getting out the information people need to make rational decisions and hiding some of the information that nosy uh, prying eyes don't need to, to have. We talked earlier about the need for citizens of goodwill to get out there and put some guide rails on what government can and can't do when it comes to dealing with emergencies. With us to talk about one of those efforts, longtime friend of the broadcast, Representative Mary Franzen from Alexandria. Representative Franzen, welcome to the broadcast. 
happy Saturday from our home. That's right. You're, so, so I, I know you do a little bit of bartending on the weekend. I'm assuming you're. I'm assuming you're enjoying the the break over the weekends here. No, I'm not. Not a well, bit. Some Thursdays and Fridays, but no, because every day that that place is closed is another day that business may not open up again. Oh yeah, no, I know. I'm I'm being thoroughly facetious, uh, Representative. Oh Francis. well, uh, yeah, no, yeah, I my, miss my I, people. Oh yeah, no, I have a I play in a band, and I'm wondering. I mean, we had two gigs canceled in the last three weeks, and uh, and and I'm we're all wondering: Are these bars going to be there when we go out around to try and get rebooked here? I mean, it's it's terrible out there for people. So in the hospitality many businesses, business. absolutely, yeah. so many businesses right now. Well, and we saw, you know, we saw the press conference. Well, we didn't. The press did, and they related mm-hmm. some of the information to us about the press conference yesterday, which was press only press conference about the. Um, and, and this one highlighted, I think, the, the 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 problem that we're facing here in a state where the government has taken such a very closed. Uh, tight-handed role on on dealing with the epidemic, and especially the information around the epidemic. Uh, this quote from uh, NPR yesterday, uh, state health uh, economist said he quote had regarding releasing the model that they're using for predicting the the, the casualties and the cases uh, caseload from COVID. Uh, C- uh, Commissioner Gildermeister said he had concerns that the models that let anyone uh, use them might be quote irresponsible end quote because it quote. Involves people to make uh, involves allows uh, folks to make assumptions that aren't very realistic ones. So you got to glom onto that information if you're government because you never know what the peasants are going to do with all of that, you know, information. Representative Franz, I don't know about you, but that particular quote had me fixing to grab a torch and a pitchfork and go charging at the Capitol. I think this whole thing has been handled irresponsibly. Uh, you know, at the beginning, we were told. Uh, Minnesotans, you just need to close down your businesses for this short little bit here. Let's allow the hospitals to get what they need so that they can be prepared when there's an influx of COVID-19 patients. Businesses that, okay, may not agree with the fact that we weren't given any notice, but okay, we can do this, right? And I think we all thought that's what we were doing. We were just allowing the hospitals to gather the resources that they needed. And then here we are, almost, what, a month later? And there seems to be no end in sight. And the the peasants, as you referred them to, are getting restless. They want information. When the governor um, first talked about this model from the U of M, and the press um, asked about it. You know, Commissioner Malcolm said this model was put together really, really quickly. Governor Wall said he wants to be able to get uh, the press to a point where they will be under, able to understand this hmm. secret model done by the University of Minnesota. And I think those of us that heard that specific quote thought, well, apparently he must think that we're too stupid to understand because the only model that we have is the national model, the IMHE model, which is, you know, was pretty doom and gloom. And as data comes in, that, that model is being revised. I think today now um, it's what at 400 and I can't remember. It's less than 450 some deaths that they um, haven't, um, that they have expecting um, through, what, May 4th or something. Oh, I'm sorry, it's the August 4th with social distancing built in until May 20th. Well, all these models, by the way, had social distancing built in. So when people say, well, that's because what you're doing is working, well, that's a bunch of baloney because those models were already built in with what we are doing, right? The whole thing is just ridiculous. So, Anyway, um, with the lack of transparency that Governor Walls has been given us or giving us in regards to this secret model that he has hidden from the public, put together legislation that would make all of this COVID-19 
public so that we could vet it. And I think, so this week when he said, yeah, we're going to go, um, we're going to keep everybody in their home, stay at home, Minnesota, until May 4th, people are like, are you kidding me? You still haven't even seen this information, and now you're claiming it's proprietary? But finally, he did, as we saw on Friday, Mitch, he released that at 11 o'clock. I, as a lawmaker, thought that it was going to be live-streamed, just like every other press conference has been, right? So at 11 o'clock, I'm like, where's where's the press conference? And that's when I found out it isn't eligible to the public. It's media only. Can you even imagine? So we couldn't even vet it as a public. And, oh, by the way, here's a link with a bunch of slides that you can look at public. Yeah. This is this is I mean, the blow to to government transparency is is the most galling thing. And and the way that that the governor's officials treat this as something that needs to be kept away from the proles should get people up in arms figuratively at the very least. Uh, and, and, and it doesn't have to be this way. I mean, I'm looking at my, my, my family in, in my native North Dakota where, where, uh, where, where the governor has taken a prudent approach. He's launched some restrictions, sizes of gatherings and the like, but he hasn't had to take this sort of authoritarian approach. And the, the case rate and the death rates are about the same as they are here in Minnesota. What do they know that Governor Waltz doesn't? Probably nothing well, other than the fact that the government has rails to, to color within in North Dakota that doesn't seem to here. Uh, correct. So government isn't designed, right, to protect us. We do not need to be protected from the government. If anything, this situation has proven from Governor Walls that we all need protection from the government. Absolutely. Um, and. So we have this virus, which is very real, Mitch. Let's not downplay the virus that we're still learning information about, correct? Yep. But we are also been thrown into one large social experiment on government compliance. Government has said, we know what's best for you. Stay in your home. You're not allowed to go outside and play in the playground, kids. You're not allowed to go to this business. This business has to stay closed because government has deemed it too dangerous for you. Um, just and we are we are complying. And there's going to be studies about this. How we did not, we didn't even question it. We just said, okay, government, thanks for keeping us safe. Now people are getting restless, and they see more and more attacks on their civil liberties, and they are wondering. Well, that's why we're on the air here today, Representative Franz, and we're going to try and get people to pay attention to this and to speak up about it. And by the way, I just have to say, I've got parents in their 80s. I've got family members who are immune compromised, who have lung problems. I and the and blessed with a job where I have the ability to work from home. Thank you, Lord. But I, so I'm I'm going to stay home. I'm going to isolate. I'm going to I'm going to wash my hands. I'm going to wear a mask going around various members of my family. That's just a prudent thing to do. As the vast majority mm-hmm. of people who aren't off on spring break are going to do the same thing. As we've seen in places like the Dakotas and Montana and Idaho, where have low infection rates because people do the needful. This assumption that we aren't going to is is a little bit galling for those of us who see ourselves as responsible but the attack on civil liberty in fact is is the important part here representative franson um and i want to talk with you about the uh, about the bill first of all can we keep you for another segment here sure because i want to talk about the specifics of your bill and how people can specifically get out and support it but uh, what, what was it in particular we got about a minute before we have to take a break here representative franson what was it that that finally that that got you to uh, get up and pull the trigger on, on submitting this bill? I mean, any anything in particular that, that 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 got the response out of you here? Absolutely. When my constituents ask me, "What is the rationale, Mary? Show me why I have to stay close. What information were you given that is not available to me, and I had nothing?" Yeah. The the idea that a liquor store is an essential business, and believe me, I like a I like a bump myself after a hard day at work at home. Uh, but but that a vape store, a smoke shop, a tobacco store, which caters to the same 
uh, same vice, essentially, is not. I mean, that just it gives the impression that a lot of this essential worker status made, was all dependent on what kind of lobbyist each indiv- industry had and how PC the vice is considered. Uh, let's take a break. We're talking with Representative Mary Franson uh, about a bill, which we'll discuss in a moment to make some of this COVID information public where it belongs. If you got questions or comments for Representative Franson, 651-289-4488 or join us on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, N-A-R-N show. Operators are standing by. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Whoa. Look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. My friends, Dennis Prager here, and they're at it again. The left is doing their best to silence ideas they don't like. On the college campus, in social media, and at your place of work, if you dare think for yourself and say what you believe, the left will try to shut you down. I've experienced this, and you, your children, and your grandchildren will or already have. My friends, it is time to fight back and defend our values, and that is why I made the film No Safe Spaces. Hollywood doesn't want you to see this film, which is why, Believe it or not, this is really amazing. You won't see it on Netflix or Amazon Prime. But now you can watch No Safe Spaces for a limited time at nosafespaces.com. It's time to fight back against the attack on free speech and protect our American values. In any event, it's just a great film. See No Safe Spaces starring Adam Carolla and me at nosafespaces.com. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard? or take too much time, then go to Babbel.com, download the app, and try it for free. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just go to Babbel.com and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com and try it for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. We are there, day one, with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there, as you grow, protecting you and those you love. And we are there, as you start your next chapter. We are with you through life's journey. We are Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. AM 1280, The Patriot, and iHeartRadio. They go together like freedom and the Second Amendment. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Welcome back to Twin Cities and World. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Don't forget, join the Freedom Fan Club. It's like any other reward club, only have to haul a card around. You got enough to haul around these days. Don't have to mess with Freedom Fan Club has all sorts of cool benefits. You don't want to be left out. Don't don't be the last kid on the block to be a member of the Freedom Fan Club. We'll all drive you crazy talking about it. Go to am12athepatriot.com. Sign up now. Now, uh, by the way, uh, 651-289-4488, the number to call if you have questions or comments for Representative Mary Franzen. Uh, also, uh, you can join us on hashtag Narn Show. That's N-A-R-N Show. Uh, I am so looking forward to this uh, emergency being over. So next time I'm passing through the greater central Minnesota area, I can get that old fashioned from uh, fr- from your weekend, uh, your weekend bar uh, there, Representative Franzen. Let's talk about the bill that you are submitting to make uh, COVID information public. Tell us a little bit about what the bill will cover, the information that's going to be involved, and and what rails this is going to put on government emergency power vis-a-vis this epidemic. 
Uh, sure. First off, I just want to give it a shout out to my new friend, Nikki, who is listening and messaged me and uh, to her entire family. So, hello, Nikki. Um, anyway, uh, so this, this bill, you know, what I want to make sure is that when we ask for these, this information, because I know that there are individuals, there are, there are my coworkers that are doing data practices, and I do know that there are um, regular you know, Minnesotans that are not elected that are doing data practices as well. But I'm afraid of what's going to happen is they're going to say, it's, it's, um, not, it's not public. Because I believe, I, honestly, I kind of think that Governor Walls is like, oh, my gosh, like, I think he died in, to this U of M model that makes zero sense to all of us, right? And he's just, like, digging his heels in because he's got to defend what he has, push forward, because he, he, he's deviated so far from the national model. Um, but anyway, we're going to have that discussion. We're going to end up having, most likely, it won't get a hearing in the House, I believe uh, Senator Chamberlain is going to be my Senate author. The bill is being drafted. We haven't even seen the language yet on what that looks like. Um, but we're going to have that conversation via amendments on the on the House floor. Actually, it really won't be on the House floor because we're doing everything remotely now. It's going to be right. the most bizarre end of session. I can't even imagine. I just, I don't know. There's something about holding that electric um, that election certificate, Mitch, and being able to have the honor of representing your constituent in St. Paul sitting at your desk in the chamber. And I feel like we're being robbed of that. Well, yeah. And we're hearing all over the place about bills that are getting to votes that nobody in the public has had a chance to read. I've got friends who are first responders who, who, who didn't know any of the details of the first responder work comp bill that passed this last week until what, half an hour before it came out for a vote? I mean, it was just, it's crazy. I mean, transparency. It's, it's a very messed up system right now, but not as messed up as the individuals that are hurting because they are unable to earn a living. There are still self-employed people that have not seen one penny yet from the Federal CARES Act. And apparently the state of Minnesota has been given that money already. The independent contractors are being told sometime at the end of April, they should have some access uh, to those funds. Well, by that point, Mitch, that is seven weeks without a paycheck. Seven weeks where I have individuals that are another day behind on their bills. Um, It's demoralizing to mental health it's demoralizing just as they're just wondering how are they going to be able to cope and why has the government deemed them to not be important yeah the 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 difference between quote essential and quote and unessential workers in this state is the rationale for picking them picking the winners if you will is something that needs to get delved into uh so let's talk about your bill representative france and how people can hopefully as as bizarre as this session is going and as untransparent as it is i'd I'd love to talk about how people can get together and help Mm -hmm. this thing get passed along with you and uh roger chamberlain of course who's a great friend of this broadcast as well what what is uh what what's basically the the aim of, of the bill what are you looking to get out of government with this bill Absolutely. We lawmakers need to be able to be honest with our voters, with our constituents, those constituents that have been put out of work, uh, that are told to stay home. I mean, they believe that they are doing it to save lives. Governor Wall says, if you leave your house, you could kill somebody. Well, nobody wants to kill anyone, right? Let's be realistic. We don't want to do that. But They also want answers, and they demand answers from their lawmakers. And it's inexcusable for a lawmaker to say, I just trust government laws. We would like to see all of the information leading up to his decision to close the businesses and now continuing to keep Minnesota shut down. We're looking at probably billions of dollars in deficit going into the next budget 
we're going to have to make some very tough decisions, and we need the data to back that up. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Senator Gazelka, the uh, Senate Majority Leader, I, I think he's mm-hmm. he's made some signals this past week that he's uh, throwing down with the administra- against the administration. He's looking for some answers. I don't think he's uh, looking to be seen as cuddling up uh, to the administration on this. What do you see? Do you, you're, obviously, you're in the minority in the House. Do you see any move from the other side of the aisle to support this, or are they rallying behind Governor Waltz? I believe that they're going to rally behind Governor Waltz. This is a... I believe going to be another rural versus metro issue. We are being treated as if we are the metro, as if we have that high density of population. We are already social distance just in geographic. Um, We can open up our businesses again. We can make some accommodations for those restaurants. They can take tables out of those restaurants. They can space people apart. Uh, We can do things. We can open up our society back in a safe way. We also need to open up that society without demanding proof of immunity. There there has been, um, the governor has alluded to allowing people back into the workforce if they can prove immunity. Well, Mitch, Nobody's going to get any sort of immunity if we are stuck at home. In order to, you know, to be immune to something, you have to be around something. That's not happening. Although many individuals that I work for truly believe that they've already had these symptoms back in early November, December. So it will be interesting to see how many of us actually have been exposed, but showing proof that you've had it should not be the way that you can get back to your job. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, eventually things, sanity is going to have to prevail. We cannot, we cannot begin to afford, even as a nation, much less as a state, carrying uh, what the, I think the unemployment rate in Minnesota is up to like 11% right now. One out of nine Minnesota, working Minnesotans is out of work now. We can't carry everyone indefinitely. And in fact, it'll drag the rest of the economy down before too terribly long as we try to keep right. this up. Representative Francis, and we're not even gotta... discussing the mental health issues that go along with oh, yeah. this entire shutdown as well. That's not being discussed. But the calls to the National Suicide Hotline are up. Um, people are drinking more. They're stressed out. Uh, after this, they're probably going to have post-traumatic stress. This isn't fear-mongering. This is rooted in reality. You can't have your government lock you up and then say, okay, you're free again without yeah. some sort of mental anguish that goes along with it. I have been telling people throughout this broadcast that uh, regards all the other civil liberties that are that have been seized and usurped, uh, and I've been listing them uh, on the broadcast all day before we got you on the air, and we'll probably continue after you're off. I mean, just the list of civil liberties that the government has stomped all over, some with some plausible reason, others not so much. Uh, people who are concerned about these liberties need to do what the gun owners did and make sure that the legislature puts some guardrails on government. I mean, one of the reasons that we don't have uh, Jacob Fry sending cops door-to-door confiscating guns during the emergency is during the 2015 session, as you're well aware, a bipartisan majority passed a a law forbidding government Mm -hmm. from doing exactly that. And there's a lot of other civil civil liberties that need the same attention if Minnesotans will wake up and do that. Representative Friends, we've got about a minute to go here. How can people help you get this bill passed through hopefully the House and certainly our our friends in the Senate. How can they do this? Absolutely. So uh, when we have that bill and we have the House file and the Senate file, you need to email your lawmakers and ask them to support this. Um, We need to have that conversation. And if if the data isn't supposed to be made public, if all of the information shouldn't be public, let's have that conversation. Let's Hear the rationale for why things need to continue to be kept secret. But I believe that sunlight is the best disinfectant. So let's, uh, if Governor Walz believes that we are all dealing in conspiracy theories here, well, then let's 
let the data be public so we can decipher what went on into all of these decisions making. You need to get on the line with your legislator and tell them you're tired of being uh, cut out of this. And there's a decent chance if they're if they're uh, they got a brain in their head, they're probably tired of being cut out of things as well. Representative Franzen, thank you very much uh, for coming on the broadcast. Good luck to your uh, to, to your small business employer, and uh, hopefully it'll be there. And uh, I like a wry old fashioned. Thank you very much. Thank you for uh, joining us today, and uh, best of luck in the legislature this week. Yes, yeah, thank you. Bye bye. Absolutely. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with much, much more from the Freedom Front when we come back. Go nowhere. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to bamboohr.com HR. This is a limited offer only available to radio listeners at bamboohr.com HR. That's bamboohr.com HR. It pays to be kind when you enter the kindness challenge. Each day for 30 days, we'll post a new act of kindness that you can do for others. On May 2nd, you could win $5,000, and a deserving organization will also receive $5,000 in your name. You can make a difference in others' lives when you enter. So go to am1280thepatriot.com and click on the kindness challenge to enter. You can be rewarded for simple acts of kindness. Keep on loving. You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing, and Salem Surround can help. Whether you're just getting started in the world of digital marketing or already have a plan that's not getting results, we give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Salem Surround provides your business with all your marketing needs under one roof. And face it, in 2020, if you're not effectively using digital media, you're behind the competition and losing sales. Salem Surround will help identify any weak points in your marketing strategy and consult with you to bring solutions that will meet your needs and exceed your expectations. Total market saturation for increased return on investment. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to learn how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Pick it up or take it out, rackshacktogo.com or rackshackdelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to rackshacktogo.com for pickup or rackshackdelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that rackshack attack, rackshack barbecue, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. I didn't even get halfway through the list of usurpations of our rights that this emergency declaration has enforced on us. Uh, Driving around in our cars is one of the few that seems to be left with us, as long as you don't stop anywhere and talk to anyone. And it's, it's crazy to me because, of course, it's not like I need to be encouraged to stay away from people for my health that of my family, some of whom are immune compromised and have lung problems, uh, who aren't in their 80s, and parents who are in their 80s, uh, who I can't see, by the way. Now, I mean, my mother's in assisted living. Uh, they're all locked down pretty hard right now, and that's a private thing, and I, much as it pains me, uh, I, they, they're doing what they need to do to keep their, their people safe. I can't argue with that. But uh, you can't argue with the fact that most people have a pretty strong sense of morals and self-preservation. Nonetheless, 
The government of the state of Minnesota has gone arguably, I say, beyond the needful in enforcing this lockdown and is has extended its emergency powers uh, further three weeks into the future till May 4th, so far with no indication they're going to stop. And with us to discuss this from the Minnesota House, Representative uh, Brian Johnson joins us. Representative Johnson, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Yeah, it's great to be here today. Great to have you, Representative Johnson. Uh, so the governor extended uh, the, the stay-at-home order till May 4th, another almost four weeks Really, we're, we're going on two months now of being more or less shut down here in the state of Minnesota. Uh, what's the reaction in the House uh, Republican caucus to this rolling blackout of most life in the state of Minnesota? Well, we have a lot of concerns. We have a lot of small businesses that we don't know are going to survive at the end of this. Um, I know I was talking to my uh, sheriff uh, the other day. He's got people coming in just uh, furious by saying they... They cannot survive and they cannot continue this order because it's it's killing them. It's it's causing issues with their businesses. In greater Minnesota, we have mostly small businesses that are shut down. And yeah. we have a lot of people that are unemployed. And some of them are individual owners that are having no income. They have bills to pay and they don't know how they're, how they're going to handle it. Yeah. And one of the facets of law, especially here in America, especially in rural America, even even in the metro, though, is is if a law, if obeying a law is completely unsustainable, people will find ways around it. I I went to a a, talk to some people I know who who own a bar. I won't say where, obviously. And this was in mid-March. I said, how are you guys going to survive if this goes longer than a month? They said, you know. We're going to operate as a speakeasy. We're going to let people we know in. We're going to sit everybody eight feet apart, and we're going to be watching out for the cops. But if the choice is uh, skirt the law and keep the investment, uh, the biggest investment of our lives alive, uh, or go out of business without a complaint, what do you think they're going to choose? I mean, when people realize the law is out there to smother them, what are they supposed to do, Representative Johnson? (laughs) Well, that's the tough part. If we don't keep these businesses, especially the small businesses, alive, we're not going to have any employers. Uh, yeah. 80, 80% of our employers or employees work for small businesses. Yep. And if we don't have them surviving, we're going to have huge unemployment issues. We're going to have huge economic, huge economic issues. And uh, already the uh, projected surplus, we're considering that gone. Of yeah. that 1.5 billion, and more than likely of the, I think it's 2.3 of the reserves are going to be gone by the end of this year as well, because we don't have the revenue coming in to to cover the budget that we have. So, obviously, there is a public health emergency. It's not like the flu; it is worse. What can the GOP caucus do, uh, especially being a minority in the in the in the chamber of the House, as uh, where you serve? Representative Johnson, what can the GOP and really the people of Minnesota do about this? Uh, that's the tough part. We, we have a lot we can do right now. We are working through Tuesday as a mutual agreement that nothing is done without the approval of uh, both uh, my minority and George, majority leaders in the House and the Senate and the governor to push any legislation through. So it's actually working together. It, it is working much better than the uh, it has in prior to this event. But it's just limited what we can do. And as a minority in the House, uh, I was listening with uh, Representative Franson on. Uh, we we have ideas we want to bring. If, even if we want to end uh, the governor's uh, emergency powers. We cannot do that as a minority because we cannot bring that uh, bring that up on the House floor. We do not have the votes to do that. So let's talk about uh, the governor's emergency powers. Now, as I understand it, the governor has a certain period of time. I think it's 60 days uh, where he can op- declare an emergency and operate with enhanced powers, shall we say. At some point, legislative oversight reasserts itself. What What is the procedure regarding the legislature, leaving aside the fact that we have a minority in the House? 
when does legislative prerogative start to kick in again here, Representative Johnson? Well, originally the the governor has do the emergency order that's good for five days. Five days. Then the executive committee, which is the constitutional officers and the lieutenant governor, they can vote to extend it for 30 days. Um, our constitution is blank on anything past that 30 days, so we don't know exactly what's going to happen once those 35 days end up, whether it's over, whether it's extended, whether the legislature has to um, continue it on. That is uh, up in the air. We don't know exactly know what the procedure is, and we have our uh, research staff and uh, I imagine we have some lawyers looking into it, trying to figure out what the next step's going to be. So there's a vacuum of constitutional, well, direct constitutional authority from from the sound of it. Vacuums are there to be filled, uh, Representative Johnson. What would you like to see the legislature, and by the legislature I mean the Republican majority in the Senate and uh, the the minority in the House? Where where would you like to see this go? Well, originally, uh, Representative Liebling from the Rochester area, Olmstead County, had a bill that would allow the, um, it was the, I'm trying to remember, it was a while ago, allow the executive committee to extend it for up to another 90 days. Oh, man. Um, we, fought, we fought back on that, and what uh, I was pushing for was that to go past that 35-day mark, it would have to be the legislature that authorized it. Um, unfortunately, we ended up shutting down before that bill could uh, proceed any farther. So it uh, never got out of committee. So let's talk, Representative Johnson, in the, in the time we have remaining here, about how the legislature operates. We've heard stories in, in, in this under this emergency. Uh, we've heard stories about bills getting to the floor with absolutely no public uh, visibility whatsoever. We've heard stories about committees meeting, but keeping the numbers down just under public quorum limits online via Zoom. Uh, These are obviously extraordinary times, Representative Johnson, but government's duty to be transparent with the population is clearly not being met. What what can we do about this, Representative Johnson? Clearly, the DFL is fine with the status quo. Uh, what, what can we do? So what we what we have done is we actually uh, not this last you know, the first time we met uh, last week we actually authorized rule for uh, virtual meeting committee meetings. Okay. Before that, there was nothing we could do, and that's when we. Um, had the that first bill we passed, which I didn't like how it went uh, with the uh, one caucus meeting, they discussed it, and the other caucus of that committee with the chair of the committee would discuss it, and we tried to find some middle ground, and we tried to work it out so it was agreeable. Uh, I didn't like that because there was no public input. We had the public input that we did get when we reached out to uh, certain groups that would get involved. I'm a uh, lead for public safety. So I was reaching out to the sheriff's association, the uh, chiefs of the police, uh, uh, the peace officers associations and, and different groups to get their feedback on how to craft this. Um, when we did pass that, um, like I said, I didn't like the way it worked. Yeah. But we also passed through to set up the virtual meetings, which are on Zoom, and they are broadcasted live through the House IT website and also on, I believe it's YouTube and Facebook as well, so people can uh, see it. They can email the committee administrator if they have some public input comment, and we've done, had that Um it's not the greatest, but I'm not sure how else we're going to do it at this time with the with the current situation. But uh, we're trying to make it better all the time. I have had a one committee meeting now, actually two committee meetings now with the virtual, and we did have public input. It seemed to work okay. Not the greatest way we have it, but people in greater Minnesota that don't drive down to the Capitol that can watch it, can now get involved. 
So it's that, actually give a greater voice to greater Minnesota. And that is a good thing. Necessity is truly the mother of invention. Uh, Representative Johnson, we're out of time. Thank you for joining us today. And uh, let's do stay in touch on this as this uh, situation develops. Uh, thank you very much for taking time with us today. You bet. You have a great day. And uh, the, uh, as I mentioned before, I w- when I was talking to you, the uh, little girl, four-year-old girl with her uh, drive-by birthday party this afternoon <laughs> was having a lot of fun. Uh, they're new in the community, didn't know people. Their family couldn't come up. So as a way to tell them and their family that uh, you're welcome in this community. Representative Johnson, you need to post some photos on Facebook. Thank you very much for that. That was a day brightener. Thank you very much. Northern Alliance Radio Network, uh, AM 12A, The Patriot. One more segment to go. That means the fun really has still just begun. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot, with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. The coronavirus is certainly affecting all of us, and everyone's making sacrifices, but some more than others. We want to encourage you to thank those who are working tirelessly. Healthcare workers in hospitals, truck drivers behind the wheel, and grocery store clerks who are all putting in long hours for you. Be sure to thank those around you. Visit us at AmericanPressure.com. I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and for years this great station has been fighting to keep the Twin Cities right. As we head into 2020, I would ask that you help us continue the fight by supporting our local sponsors who live, work, and play right here in the Twin Cities. Now here's a word from our friend Dennis Prager. I I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. And helping fighters is as good and noble as fighting. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Those sponsors, they are making us possible. No sponsors, we're talking to ourselves. By supporting the local businesses you hear on the station, you help support us as we continue to keep the Twin Cities right. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, If SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For a free quote, call 800-523-3771. That's 800-523-3771. 800-523-3771. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the North Alliance Radio Network. My name is Mitch Schubert. Don't forget Brad Carlson coming up tomorrow at 1 o'clock Saturday morning, 9 to 11, King Banyan regales you with the best in the world of economics, or these days, the worst in the world of economics. I mean, un- unemployment, literally. The, the, <laughs> my sophomore year of college was the worst week of unemployment claims in history at that point, 700,000 in one week. Three weeks ago, there were 3 million. The week after that, six million. This past week, I forget the number, but dwarfing the record by factors of nearly five to ten per week, eh, four to eight per week, and it doesn't look like it's slowing down. Yeah, uh, some things are going to slow down because of the emergency, but some of the usurpations uh, are, as representatives Franson and Johnson pointed out, uh, hurting people potentially worse than the epidemic will. 
uh, this is something where citizens, as opposed to subjects, need to hold their government accountable. More on that in a moment. Let's go to Shoreview. Bob, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Uh, yes, uh, these, the shutdown is based on models, largely. And uh, yesterday I heard a uh, popular uh, radio host only slightly more popular than you, Mitch. I heard a radio host say, what, um, thank you. He, he said, too often polls or models, I mean, like just like polls, we yeah. are, uh, they try to shape public opinion rather than reflect public opinion. And my question is, is there an incentive to inflate the figures too high like they do in climate change and stuff is there some incentive for them to do that let's assume that the governor is a good person is not depraved is not a Rahm Emanuel type of of democrat and let's cut the guy a break that far i mean yeah clearly he has a cynical side he was a rated with the nra for his entire career and just until he decided he wanted a progressive endorsement for governor uh so you can go either way on that but let's just assume that he's genuinely concerned for uh, the, the the population of the state he governs. I, I figure at best case, he could be like when my kids were little, perhaps yours as well, and they didn't want to leave the store and I said, okay, I'm leaving. And I would start walking towards the door and they'd jump up and drop what they were doing and race after me because they were afraid I was going to leave them. Well, of course, I'm not going to leave them at the store, but they didn't have to know that. Now, they're kids. I'm responsible for them, and I've got a schedule to meet, and I've got responsibilities. And so, yeah, I'm going to trick my kids into obeying. At least I did back then. They're on to me now, I think, now that they're in their 20s. But my son does the same kind of thing with watermelon. Well, she's starting to catch on. Karma is a vengeful goddess. But I, I think the best thing you could say is that assuming – that these poll these uh, these models are being manipulated uh let's just assume that they're being manipulated uh to try and scare people towards the side of prudence it's manipulation it's using psychology to get their way and if we want to assume the best about the governor and his administration uh then that's it and it's wrong but it's acceptable at least it's for a, a, a forgivable reason trying to scare people straight if you will Kind of like when they took those kids into Rahway prison back in the 70s and uh, the kids who were juvenile delinquents and basically scared them. Well, that was the name of the movie, Scared Straight. A bunch of convicts put on a huge show about how tough they were, how badly these kids are going to get brutalized in the prison life that they were headed towards and, and scared them straight. Nobody was going to kill these kids yet, <laughs> but not until they got to prison, obviously. Nothing was going to befall them. But you scared him straight. Now, if the governor and his administration are going to try and jigger the data or present the most bleak possible output from the models to scare us into social distancing, uh, is it forgivable? Yeah. Is it what government should be doing? No, I would argue no. Certainly not as an argument to justify all sorts of usurpations of our civil liberties, and not to mention shut down a good chunk of the state economy and wreck a lot of people's emotional, financial, and physical lives. I agree. Now, Governor Waltz is a DFLer. He answers to the DFL party. He cozied up over this last couple of years to the far left wing of the DFL. And the DFL doesn't waste crises. They're out to get power. And so is my Pollyannish first take on the governor likely the way it is? Let's just be, let's be prudent and say there's a combination. The governor's trying to scare us straight and the DFL is looking to grab power. I think both can be simultaneously true. And I think we see that in some of the responses the, gover the government has been giving us. Like I said, like I pointed out uh, in the first segment, the state's health economist, a fellow named Stefan Gildemeister, and this quote just makes me angry. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, yesterday, Gildemeister, uh, the state's health economist, Stefan Gildemeister, said he had concerns that models that let anyone use them might be, quote, irresponsible, end quote, because, quote, it allows folks to make assumptions that aren't very realistic ones. 
the NPR reporter went on to say uh, these concerns and the lack of details so far have stirred up critiques from lawmakers and citizens alike, especially because the model's prediction of dire health consequences has justified major economic disruption. So, by the way, just so we're clear here, models are just that, like the little model airplanes you built as a kid look like, uh, and my favorite was the P-51 Mustang. It wasn't a real P-51. It wouldn't fly. You couldn't take it into combat. It was a scale model of the real thing. Not bad looking, pretty realistic as models go, but a model. You could tell by looking at it, usually, once my skill developed, that it was a model of the actual plane. Still just a model. Mathematical models, like the models used in polling, like the polls that predicted Hillary Clinton would be our president four years ago, or like the models that are being used to predict the results of the coronavirus, are similar in that they are attempts to model how things behave in the real world. And they are dependent entirely on data, and the data we have is flawed because the Chinese didn't give us real data, and they won't. And the testing data we have is flawed because not enough people are being tested. And so the models we have are all over the place, and they can be no better than that because they're they're just models. And and say what you will, but they're they're they use the data we have to try and predict the future. Sort of like the climate models try to predict the future, even though for whatever reason using data from the past, they don't predict the present correctly. We don't know what the state's model is because the state's health economist says people might misuse it and get the wrong information out of it. As if the fact that I would get a hold of the code and run my own, quote, irresponsible, end quote, prediction would affect anything in this state uh, against the bully pulpit that the government of the state of Minnesota has here. By the way, our friend Mary Amlos says people can go to the Liberty Tea Party Patriots Facebook page for updates and action items. You can check back often for end the shutdown activity. Yeah, the Tea Party is still out there and they're still doing the Lord's work trying to keep government arguing within its lane. Something we all need to be working on as the gun rights movement did in keeping gun shops open and preventing government from overreaching on our second amendment rights need to do for all the other rights oh yeah there's a lot of them sounds like a lot of work <laughs> thanks for tuning in stay healthy god bless you all god bless america join gene sullivan each week on where you live where he takes on uh gene who do you take on anyway Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-218-9520. 800-218-9520-800-218-9520. That's 800-218-9520. Do you have a Relief Factor success story that you'd be willing to share here on my show? If so, I'd like you to call Relief Factor on 800-500-8384 and option 5. And tell them your pain-free success story. We'd love to hear it. And maybe I'll play it on my show. That's 800-500-8384, option 5. In the meantime, for all the rest of you still struggling with pain, you've already heard many testimonials about neck, back, shoulder, hip, or knee pain. 
Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son owners of Relief Factor, have created the three-week quick starter pack, and they've discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Pain from getting older, exercise, or just everyday living is no fun. That's why Pete and Seth created this amazing 100% drug-free supplement, and now tens of thousands of people are taking it every day. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. That's relieffactor.com. What does it mean to be a Christian woman in today's culture? How does your faith in Jesus Christ relate to the world around you? Sometimes to have faith can seem like an overwhelming task in today's busy and sometimes challenging landscape. That's why you need to visit iBelieve.com. iBelieve.com is a site designed for Christian women. iBelieve.com has blogs, videos, and even daily devotionals. Whether you're looking for advice, ideas for your church group, or just an uplifting message, visit iBelieve.com. 